Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Today is August 29th, 2022, and our first story, the man, the myth, the legend, Joe Rogan says, vote Republican. No. Yeah, he actually did. Asked by Aaron Rodgers, what do you tell these small business owners who had their lives destroyed? He says, vote Republican. And they all laugh and he says, hey, they're gonna anyway. A million people switched to the Republican Party. In our next story, Donald Trump is calling for a redo, a do-over of the 2020 election or that he be declared the real winner. Why? Well, while that may be silly, he is correct. The FBI is interfering in the election now and did interfere by going to Facebook and warning them about certain information Facebook then happened to suppress. In our last story, Sam Hyde calls out Hassan Piker with a threat saying he's going to go to his house and end his life. Now, some people are saying it was an in-character joke, but we got to be careful about this stuff, man. I get it. Sam Hyde's a funny guy, but these are dangerous times. If you like the show, give us a good review, leave us five stars, and share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. And here it is, ladies and gentlemen, the official instruction from Joe Rogan, his advice to people, his advice to you, vote Republican. It's not so simple and it never is. But in this tweet from Kate Talks Truth with 3,906 retweets, it's a one minute clip where Joe Rogan basically tells everybody to vote Republican. But there's some context here. He actually is telling people to vote Republican. On his show with Aaron Rodgers, they were talking about businesses that were destroyed and they're never coming back. And Rogers says, what do you tell these people? And he says, vote Republican. And then they laugh. I laugh because it's like, did I'll tell you why I laugh? I, I can't speak for them. I, I, could, I never would have imagined that by this point in my life, I would be voting Republican. No, I mean, look at the way I dress. Look at the music I put out. We put out a song on Friday, Only Ever Wanted, and it's like alt-rock, I don't know, weird alt-rock genre-ish, whatever. Certainly not right-wing Republican-esque or anything like that. And here we are now laughing with Joe Rogan because he smirks and says, vote Republican, because you have to. All of these lockdowns, he mentions, you look at DeSantis, he kept things open. I mean, it was locked down for a second. They reopened things. Florida's doing really, really well. Joe then brings up that more than one million people switched to the Republican Party, which is really good news. But here's what I want to get into with this segment. I want to play this clip for you guys. Uh, Joe, uh, Joe's fantastic, I think. He's a down-to-earth guy, and this is why they hate him so much. They really do. They do not like the fact that Joe Rogan has such powerful cultural influence, and now they're gloating. Meghan Markle has displaced Joe Rogan. Oh, please. 
It's not the first time another podcast has popped up in the top of the rankings above the Rogan experience. For some reason, Joe Rogan just continually dominates and consistently holds the top of the charts. Congratulations to Meghan Markle. I mean, you know, no beef. Uh, It's great if she's got a podcast that people want to listen to. I just don't think it's going to maintain that level like Joe Rogan's uh, show does. This is why they don't like him, though. Joe's coming out on the most influential podcast talking about opposing the Vax mandates, giving you the real story from Aaron Rodgers, NFL, about how a stooge came in and told them, here's why you have to get the vaccine. And he started asking questions and like, I don't have answers for you. It's a crazy story. When Aaron Rodgers was like, how does liability work? You know, if we're being required to do this. And, the, and he, what he, who he called a Fauci stooge was like, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. This is down to earth stuff. And I think, you know, there's, 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 there's something really interesting here. In the Rogan experience with Aaron Rodgers, he points out that Big Pharma was 75% of TV advertising, I think in 2020. And I thought to myself, Joe, there's no way. There's no way that Big Pharma, because they're making, they're making that point, like brought to you by Pfizer, brought to you by Pfizer. I don't know if you saw, you've seen that video where all these news outlets are brought to you by Pfizer. And then I realized something. And uh, yeah, I think I think I realized something about the pharmaceutical industries and what's currently happening and uh, a potential hypothesis that I have for the work we're doing, the song we just put out. Let me show you this. Let me see. Statista. Joe Rogan was right. I mean, I don't think Joe is often wrong, to be completely honest. I think, well, I should say this. Joe gets things wrong the same as I do and everybody else. But Joe reads this stuff. He knows what he's talking about. And of course, I fact check stuff. So when Joe said a million Republicans switched, well, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, a million vo- registered voters switched the Republican Party. I already knew that, but I did pull up the source and we'll go through it. When he said 75% of TV ads was pharmaceuticals, I said, no way. There's no way. From Statista, pharmaceutical industry TV advertising spending in the U.S. from 2016 to 2020. They write, June 5th, 2021, published by A. Goodman. Pharmaceutical industry TV ad spend. In 2020, the pharmaceutical industry spent 4.58 billion US dollars on advertising on national TV in the US, unsurprisingly representing a big shift in spending compared to the 2019 pre COVID market. In 2020, TV ad spending of the pharma industry accounted for 75% of the total ad spend. Whoa! 75%. So these companies know who butters their bread. All right, let's mix the story with a self-aggrandizing promo. I mean that somewhat facetiously. My friends, in the description below, you will see a link for the new song that we just put out, Only Ever Wanted. You can buy the song on Apple if you would like to help us smash the charts. We've been sitting at number two on iTunes, all songs for the entire platform, all music. We are number two. Help us beat Britney Spears and Elton John. I don't know if we can. Come on, man. I'm such a big fan of Elton John. Seriously, some of the best music ever. Re-released Tiny Dancer with Britney Spears as a dance pop song. Okay, maybe we'll never get anywhere close to beating it. But here's, here's what I want to get into. As I'm reading this news about Joe Rogan, and I'm thinking about the fact that the main... So, so let me say this. We've been bas- basically blacklisted. No one is writing about the fact that we released a top charting song. And I'm laughing to myself saying, of course not. I was hanging out at the casino and there was a guy, Matt, he was a fan. And he was like, you know, I love your show. My, my friend watches your show all the time. And I asked him if he heard about the song. He said, no. And then he laughed and said, but I'm willing to bet the media won't write about it, right? And then I laughed and said, you're absolutely correct. 
we have our communications people reaching out and they're like, not interested, not interested, not interested. And I'm like, why is this? How is it that hold me closer? Number one, God did. DJ Khaled, number, number three, they get write-ups. Only ever wanted number two, no write-up. I'll tell you why. And it's completely related to what Aaron Rodgers and Joe Rogan were talking about. The pharmaceutical industry makes up all the advertising, the, some of the most, the biggest advertising. And it just so happens that Pete Parada, he, they, they, they're saying that he was fired for being anti-vax. The Daily Wire writes it up. Tim Pool releases first single with ousted offspring drummer, drummer Pete Parada. My sh- major shout out to the Daily Wire. This is the game, my friends. We have forced our way into their, their, their insiders club. We are not supposed to be able to do that. They're supposed to control the machine. John Rich's song Progress didn't hit the top. It hit the top of the charts. Didn't get featured. Got some write-ups, though. You can't deny when that song went with a song that big. But here I wonder if they're not going to allow the fact Pete Parada, his doctor told him not to get the vaccine because he had potentially had or did have Guillain-Barre syndrome when he was younger. So they fired him. Pete's a good dude. He's, a, he's just a good, hardworking guy. He was in face to face, tons of big fans. And I hit him up and I was like, bro, let's do a song together. The song on YouTube, what is it at? Like 1.2 million views. It was it was trending number 23. Shouldn't that be something? Shouldn't that be written about? And then I was watching the Joe Rogan stuff, and then it all kind of clicked together. I'm wondering if these big media outlets are like, hey, if we if we write this stuff up, we might lose our sponsors. I've experienced that. If you want to help push back, if you want to support our work, link in the description below, buy the song on iTunes. Maybe this week we can beat Britney Spears. And if enough people buy the song before Thursday, then we might actually hit the top. We, we, we might actually make it to the billboard charts. And I'm hoping that, you know, this is this has been the whole point with everybody attacking us. It's been the release of this has been mind blowingly stressful. Uh, and it's not about the haters or anything like that. They've actually they've actually helped to be completely honest. So I can I, I respect it, appreciate it. But it's just a lot of work to do nonstop all day, every day. And this was the point with what the Daily Wire is doing, with what we're working on, you know, we're trying to just put pressure on these cultural spaces and make it undeniable. We've been featured nowhere. We've been written up nowhere because if they do write it up and they do acknowledge that we had a hit song, more people will be exposed to this element of culture. Let me not waste any more of your time and I'll show you what Joe Rogan had to say. No one who was alive today had ever experienced a true pandemic. Yep. And I'm hoping that now that this is over, people are going to you know, recognize that some serious errors were made and not repeat those. That's the best you can get out of it. So what do you tell those people? Vote Republican. <laughs> <laughs> Look at them. They're both laughing. That's what a lot of them are going to do anyway. Yeah? Yeah. Bravo, Joe. Oh, yeah. Bravo, I mean, Joe. more than a million people transferred over to the Republican Party, uh, right. I think, in 2021 alone. Find out what that number is. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S.? With more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S., they have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, 
They have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. But, you know, you look at guys like Ron DeSantis, who kept Florida open and, and had... He didn't keep it completely open. They did shut down for a little bit, but respect, man. I'm a big DeSantis fan. Some pretty reasonable policies in terms of, like, what what to do about COVID. And, you know, he mapped it out on television. He was, you know, widely criticized for this, where he was saying, like, we need to protect our elders. We need to, you know, make sure that medical care is available for, for those people and everyone else. You should be able to do whatever you want to do and protect your freedom. No. Yep. Joe Rogan's right from PBS. More than one million voters switched to GOP, raising alarm for Democrats. I didn't. I, I actually I think I missed this this story. I knew there was a big switch, but this is June 27, 2022. Maybe I covered it. I, I cover so many stories. They say more than one million voters across 43 states have switched to the Republican Party over the last year, according to voter registration data analyzed by the Associated Press. Let's break it down. Let's make it simple for you all. What do you think happens if people learn more about this? In response to the song that we put out, the typical players, these left commentators, started claiming the song was trash. They, uh, one one uh, commentator has been accused of manipulating the audio quality. Crazy. It was referred to as uh, uh, sounding like Nickelback, which is really weird because the song we put out is more like emo, like saves the day or Thursday or something than anything like Nickelback. It's like, I'll take a Nickelback-style song if it means I hit the number one chart, I guess. But I don't write music like that, and it's not my jam. No. They're telling you what to like. They're telling you what's acceptable. I talk about it a lot. Aaron Rodgers, you know, he talks about, this is Whiskey Riff. I don't know what Whiskey Riff is, but nobody's writing about this. And I normally only like to use NewsGuard certified sources, of course. But I'm willing to accept this one because I listen to the podcast, and I know the section he's talking about. It's closer to the end of the podcast, I believe, where he says a stooge came in to scare players. They tell you what you're allowed to say. I reference it a lot. A video of this young woman talking to three other young women with the microphone, doing a man on the street kind of thing. And she says, what is a woman? And these three women hem and haw and are unable to explain what a woman is. It's because they know what a woman is, but they can't reconcile the definition with what they're allowed to say. It is a cult, which makes me wonder. If uh, if our song, which is number two on iTunes, got featured as the top song on the front page of iTunes, it would hit number one. Because not only do we have you guys all pushing and we're storming the gates of the cultural establishment, we also would then have the fact that being in the top, people would click it. Alt-Rock might actually find its way to the top once again. Right now, Alt-Rock rarely hits the top. We're charting well above Muse. To, you know, that's, that, that's great. We're the number one Alt-Rock song on iTunes. Not featured there not featured in their great hits or anything like that. It may be our fault, full disclosure. Maybe there was something we're supposed to file or whatever, but we went through standard distribution networks. No, I think the reality is. Maybe not necessarily there, but across the board, it's a cult. When people find out that you can vote Republican, when people find out it's okay to cross through the flames, life persists, they do. The only way they can win is if they keep you in fear telling you, you must hate this. It's not good. Yo, I don't think, I don't think everybody, you know, 
I don't think everybody likes Joe Rogan. I don't think everybody likes Aaron Rodgers. I don't think everybody likes me or will like the song we put out. But it's weird how hateful they are to, to all of it. That's the crazy thing. It's not, it, it's not the opposite of love. It is, it is fear. When Joe Rogan talks about this, the reason they got to smear him and attack him and Aaron Rodgers as well and call him anti-vax, they call Pete Parada anti-vax, even though he never refused. His doctor told him not to get the vaccine. What is he supposed to do? Not listen to his doctor? Isn't that crazy? YouTube says that you can't tell people not to go see a doctor. I tell people, go see your doctor and talk to them. Well, Pete Parada did that. And his doctor said no. So they call him an anti-vaxxer because it's a cult. Take a look at this. Aaron Rodgers tells Joe Rogan, the NFL sent some stooge to scare players into getting vaccinated and mop the floor with him. They say, uh, they write, as a Chicago Bears fan, it's in my blood to hate his guts. I get it. And after that, I own you comment. I would have been ready on site. But I have to say, over the last year or so, I've grown to appreciate his hippie man bun wearing. Yeah, 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 we get it. He says this. In the conversation with Rogan, Rogers points that the NFL even sent some stooge to scare the team into getting vaccinated. Look how righteous our league is. We have 95% compliance with the vaccine. And if you don't, we're going to send a stooge to your team to show you graphs of your vaccination percentage of your team compared to the rest of the league, which actually happened. People were like, no one knew your vaccination status. You liked to your teammates. No, 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 no. Day three of training camp, they sent a stooge in and he showed these slides of, of your vaccination percentage as a team. What are you compared to the rest of the league? And I started asking, I started asking him questions about liability. Oh, I'm not a lawyer. Okay, cool. You're in here talking about these different things, and you don't talk about anybody's personal health issues. There's zero exemptions. You took out religious exemptions. You took out PEG exemptions. You took out anybody's ability to have an opinion, and I don't want to do this. Well, it's not only going to affect your day-to-day status on the team, but your ability to get a job, your ability to keep a job, your ability to get a tryout if you get cut from the team. Also, you can get above 90%. That's it right there. I don't know, man. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. I don't want to drag... Um, I don't, I, don't want, I don't want Pete's whole narrative to be that he refused to get the vaccine. So for that, I apologize, Pete, because we, you make, make great music and you really helped make this song come alive and bring out that energy. But I have to wonder if a, if a component to the resistance of writing about the fact that this song was, a, was, was number 23 trending on YouTube, number two on iTunes, is the fact that maybe it's something more than just ad rates. But you take a look at this stuff. They're, and, and the way they're going after him. And I'm like, yeah, they don't want you to realize that if you refused their mandates, you had a chance to live. I talked to a lot of people and they say they got they got the mandate because they had no choice to keep their job or their job required travel. And I said, it's kind of crazy to me that you'd even that you do that. It's kind of crazy. Some people said that, uh, you know, we've we've talked about prisons. And how they would put you in solitary confinement unless you got the vaccine. And it's just like, listen, I think it's all about what your doctor prescribes for you. And if you don't trust your doctor, you find a better one. Some doctors, like Pete Parada, said not to get the vaccine. And they punished him for it. And it seems like they still want to. But you know what? I don't care. I'm not going to run my business that way. Apparently, Joe isn't either. And in, in that case, we are, we, are, we are striving to create a space where this will not be the reality. And if there are people who do lose their job, I will do my best to make sure we are creating not just a parallel economy that can support people who are rejecting the authoritarianism, but also a parallel culture. Daily Wires started it first. Don't look at me making movies, making documentaries. 
I'm a couple of years behind, but I, I, I see it. And I know that we all have to participate. We need to create a space of success. You don't have to like my music. You don't have to like Joe Rogan. You don't have to like the Daily Wire. You just have to realize that if you don't, but you agree with a parallel culture, you got to build it. You got to build it. You don't got to support us. Then you got to do the work. And that's the way I see it. I think the Daily Wire is doing a tremendous job. Joe Rogan's always been fantastic. But you look at what they're doing. Now, shout out to Joe Rogan saying vote Republican, but that's exactly it. How many high profile, culturally impactful shows are saying you got to vote Republican? Very few. We are the outsiders and they hate it. They do not like it. I actually had someone tell me they hated my song, not because of the music, but because I'm breaking consensus reality. You do not own reality. There is an objective truth that we seek to find. Aaron Rodgers seeks to find it and to maintain his personal and bodily integrity. And I agree with that message. And so my attitude is this. If they're going to fire you from one of the biggest bands in the world because your doctor, because you took your doctor's instructions and they're not going to provide exemptions at these venues based on that, we have a very serious problem in our culture that I will not stand for. That is discrimination on medical disability. We have the EEOC for this. You can't fire someone because of, of a disability. You have to accommodate them. And I don't think it's always the, the, the right thing to do. Some people can't do a job. You know, if somebody is, uh, is unable to walk, I'm not going to ask them to do a job that requires heavy, heavy lifting and running. Maybe they can operate some machinery or something using their hands. We'll try and make it work. We want to support people. But in this instance, to fire someone because their doctor gave them instructions, we have crossed that line. They want you to live under their boot, and they will not accept it when we create spaces in opposition to that. And so this is where we are. You know, it's a lot of work putting out, you know, music and all that stuff. And it's, it's been a headache, but it's been amazing. And we've got more ready to go. We are going to be consistently putting out music for the next several months and probably forever. And we're going to be signing other bands and we're going to be building culture. Deal with it. They want, they want to, to own and monopolize culture. And we've got to create those spaces to say no. We've got to create a space where when a football player is sitting there and the stooge comes in and says, everyone else did it. And if you don't, you'll have to forfeit your game or be fired. That's what he said. He was saying that they would make you forfeit your match. And you would get, look at this. They scared teams and said, if you had an outbreak caused by a non-vax player, you not only forfeit that game, but you wouldn't get paid for that week. And so you're a player and you're like, what do I do if I get fired? Where do I go? And where do you go? It's your career. It's everything. We have to do everything to make sure they can't own the economy. And we need parallel economies and parallel cultures. There already is a parallel economy and culture, mind you. They cancel people. They fire people. And what happens? They find a way. And now we're building something. The Daily Wire is building movies and shows. We're doing some shows. Granted, our budgets are substantially lower, but we're, we're building it over at TimCast.com. We're making music. And now they're getting scared because we had, we have right now, currently number two on iTunes. Uh-oh. You know what that means? It means the next song we put out is likely going to be a hit. The next song we put out is likely going to be a hit because it's more than just the music. It's a movement and it's a statement. We are building something. And each and every one of you following and supporting Joe, following and supporting Aaron Rodgers, laying bricks in the foundation of a better future for everybody. 
I'm, 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 you know, big fan of Tom McDonald, who's put out, he's consistently put out this music that's just smashed the charts. And that's what needs to happen. More of that. More just just breaking down the doors figuratively of the cultural establishment, asserting ourselves and saying, you know what, man, you don't own us. You don't own this. You don't own this space. They want to. They've they've for the longest time. It's been an insider's club. And now that's changing. And there's one big takeaway message from all of this that really scares them the most. Joe Rogan's advice to people. Vote Republican. The Uniparty used to control it all. When you were a rock star, you were a Democrat. I remember they would do these get out the vote things, all these rock shows. We're going to change that. We're going to bring dance music, pop music, indie rock, indie dance. We're going to bring all that. And it's going to be part of a machine that opposes the establishment and says, if you have a problem with the lockdowns, vote Republican. Aw, is that a problem? I don't care about the political parties. I care about who is destroying the working class. And it's the Democrats. Support of Antifa, support of BLM, support of the riots, support of the lockdowns. You want to learn your lesson? You're going to. We are going to assert ourselves in your spaces. And like Joe Rogan said, while smoking, I think they're smoking cigars, vote Republican and then laugh because people are going to do that. And if it weren't for shows like Joe's, if it weren't for people like Aaron Rodgers, then people would not be getting that message. Let's build those cultural spaces. I get a lot of messages from people. They want it, They make music. They want us to you know, sign them and help produce their music. We are, we are hoping to do just that. If our music is successful and the operation works, which I clearly think it is, number 23 trending on YouTube, I think it's the highest I've ever. No, I think I was, I think 10 years ago I was trending on YouTube at like number three or something. But in recent history, I'm looking at the numbers and I'm like, Timcast IRL should be a trending show. But it's not. Funny how that works. So I'm really excited. We're, we're, we have to do a big push this week because we, haven't, we have until Thursday to get those numbers in. Because I'll tell you what would even what would grind their, their gear so much more with all their hatred and their fear that we're invading their spaces is a Billboard Hot 100 song. But we'll see. You know, I got, you got to wonder about it, I guess. But shout out to Joe. We'll see how things play out in this, this, uh, this coming November. Thanks for hanging out. I'll leave it there. Next segment will be at 1 p.m. And we'll see y'all then. It was the best of times. It was the weirdest of times. Trump demands either a new election immediately or make him rightful president now. You know, I'm not a big fan of the Daily Beast. They publish a lot of fake news. And uh, no, this headline is correct. Donald Trump took to Truth Social and said that what the FBI did with the Hunter Biden laptop story and Facebook, among other things, was fraud and election interference. And the only remedy would be to make him the rightful president or hold a new election right now. Okay, we'll get started with the facts and we'll make our way through this. I take a look at what's going on with the FBI now and what the FBI did in 2020, and it really does seem like intense election interference. There are many stories where people are wondering why the FBI has not intervened. There's many interstate riots and interstate rioters. There's obviously the story out of Michigan, where it seems the FBI worked to entrap several individuals who eventually got acquitted. Some pleaded guilty and some ultimately were convicted, though many on the right contest how that trial was actually held. It does seem the FBI is politically motivated 
now going after documents at Donald Trump's home, Mar-a-Lago. And we have more stories suggesting the FBI is acting politically. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The Daily Mail reports the DOJ admits it did seize documents that could be protected by attorney-client privilege during Mar-a-Lago raid, backing up Trump's claim that FBI agents had no right to take them. So they released the affidavit, the statement that uh, asserted probable cause to search the home of Donald Trump for these documents. And the, co- the probable cause was that Donald Trump had 15 boxes, and they believed that those boxes contained classified information. So Trump cooperated and turned those boxes over to the National Archives, who then said to the FBI, there was classified stuff in here. So the FBI said, well, that seems like probable cause that Trump probably has more. And then they went and raided Trump's home, which makes no sense because he was cooperating. Now, as for the fraud narrative and calling for a new election, well, Trump is kind of, this is who Trump is, okay? This is exactly what he's going to say, and uh, it would never happen. There's no system by which they'll just come out and be like, oh, okay, yeah, Trump is president. He's allowed his opinion on these matters, but I think the bigger issue is to highlight these. Look, Mr. President, with all due respect, the answer is not a remedy by going back in time and redoing the election a new election. It's to point this out to the American people right now for the upcoming elections. Now, you may have concerns, all of you, that something was amiss in 2020. Sure, fine, whatever. All that matters is you go and vote now. As soon as early voting starts, you need to go vote. You need to get all your friends, all your family members and send them to go vote. Say, guys, we're good. You know, this is what I said. Tell all your friends, hey, we're going to go get pizza and beer, my treat. And then on the way there, you stop at the voting polling station or whatever for the correct area where your friends live and then be like, run in, run out, send in your vote. Or you can say this. Hey, you know, we're going to go out for we're, we're going to go out for, for drinks. And then on your way there, when you're picking them up, be like, hey, did you guys vote yet? Just go out, hang out with your friends and bring them to the voting station to make sure they all go out and vote. All right. It's, it's that simple. Don't give them anything to vote. Nothing like that. We just need to go door to door and ask people to go vote. Hang out with your friends and, and convince them why it's so important. Because right now we are learning some very dastardly things about what's going on with these uh, with with the FBI and how they've dealt with investigations. The Ashley Biden diary is a really good example. Why is it that the FBI is investigating Ashley Biden's diary? It's a legitimate question. I saw someone on Twitter say it. They said that, you know, she's not a federal official. Uh, She left the property at someone's house. How is this a federal case and why did it warrant raiding Project Veritas? Because it is election interference. And that's what really is crazy. So let's read this news about what Trump is really demanding. And I love starting with the Daily Beast because I think they're fake news. But then I'll show you Trump's actual statements, and then we'll take a look at what the FBI is actually doing. While all this is going on, Joe Biden has referred to the GOP Trump supporters as semi-fascism. And when confronted, 
The press secretary doubled down saying, yep, they're trying to take away our freedoms and take away our right to vote. And it's just like, what, where, when? It's crazy, isn't it? Before we get started, my friends, in the link in the description below, you will see a link to our new single, Only Ever Wanted by Timcast Records. You can buy it now on iTunes if you want to support our work and help us change culture. We are currently number two on iTunes. And if you want to help us hit number one, we need a good amount of sales. Help us change that culture. We really would uh, appreciate it. Smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. Here's the story from the Daily Beast. Trump demands either new election immediately or make him rightful president now. Former President Donald Trump on Monday took time off from melting down over the FBI executing a search warrant at his home to seize classified documents to demand that he be installed as commander in chief of the United States 22 months after he decisively lost the 2020 race. The twice impeached ex-president, though, did propose a minimal solution if he is not returned to the White House right away, declare the 2020 vote irreparably compromised and hold a new one immediately. Hmm. In recent days, conservatives have latched onto remarks made by Facebook chief Mark Zuckerberg about his social platform's handling of the Hunter Biden laptop story just ahead of the 2020 election. Appearing on Joe Rogan's podcast, Zuckerberg revealed that the DOJ had warned Facebook to be vigilant about Russian propaganda in the waning days of election season. While Zuckerberg specifically said the feds did not flag the laptop as disinformation, he told Rogan that Facebook did limit the reach of the New York Post's Hunter Biden story on the news feed for a few days as fact checkers determined whether it was true. Unlike Twitter, however, Facebook users were free to share the articles on their pages. Now, let me just stop there and just point out. They're trying to make it seem like the FBI is not interfering, but they literally are. The FBI should not be going to major platforms where people publish information and telling them that there is a potential for any kind of bad information. The government shouldn't be doing that. 1A should be restricting them because this is exactly what you get. This is the wink, wink, nudge, nudge. This is the plausible deniability of the FBI. Oh, we didn't say to censor the Hunter Biden information just right before that story was about to break. And they probably knew. They said, "Uh, be worried about Russian disinformation. And then there, then comes the media who comes out and says it's all Russian disinformation. There comes the pundit class to say it's all Russian disinformation, a trick, a manipulation and government interference. I think anybody who shared that story, who had it suppressed, they should have a, they should have a First Amendment grounds to sue the federal government, the FBI and Facebook for acting at the behest of the FBI. They say. Additionally, a recent survey by Technometrica Institute of Policy and Politics found that 79% of respondents believe that Trump would have likely defeated Joe Biden if voters were told that the contents of the, of the Hunter Biden laptop were genuine and not Russian disinformation, as had been suggested by the intelligence community. So you mean to tell me that the intelligence community came out and said it was Russian dis- disinformation right before that went to FBI and said, don't let Russian disinformation on your platform. How is that not coordinated suppression of speech by the government? Trump, who has repeatedly and falsely claimed the 2020 presidential election was stolen due to widespread election fraud, took to his troubled social media site Truth Social in order to amplify the latest talking point. And this this grinds my gears, guys. I don't think that um, the fraud narrative is appropriate and I don't believe it is correct. And I'll tell you why. And I hate saying it every single time. I think most of you understand my position. For one, the most important thing, we are like two and a half months away from a midterm. The last thing you want to be telling people is that they can't win. No, you can win. 
You are winning. Carrie Lake is winning. Liz Cheney is losing. Joe Kent is winning. Across the board, we are seeing tremendous victories. They want to talk about New York's 19th district because a Democrat won. Yeah, but it's a 10 point swing towards the Republicans. So it's major good news for the Republicans. I don't like the, 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 that narrative. I just don't like it. Furthermore, I'll give you a really good example. There's a video of people pulling ballots out from under a table and then counting them. And people are like, see, that's proof of fraud. And it's like, dude, if you watch the full video, you can watch people bringing in ballots put, and then they get put in the box. You can watch people bringing the ballots in and then the box gets, gets put under the table before they count all of the ballots. It, it, it wasn't like a secret box. This is why initially I was never a fan of the fraud narrative. A lot of the claims that were being made were outrageous. Venezuela, Germany, all these crazy things. Jack Posobiec said it sounds like a state, a state operation to manipulate and confuse people. I think it was Jack who said, sorry, Jack, I'm putting words in your mouth, but I think it was Jack who said it looked like a state operation. People kept saying things like Trump would be reinstated and all that. And I'm like, guys, please, please, please stop. It's simple. It's simple. They wrote a Time magazine article about it. A year before the election, they changed the rules. Universal mail-in voting was legalized in a bunch of places. There were challenges in court. The court challenges many didn't actually get, get heard on the merits, but were dismissed for standing. Some people call that cheating fine, but it's not fraud. You can argue that it is colloquially, but the issue is they went through a process, either through the legislative and executive branches, to change the rules to greatly benefit Democrats. That's why I don't like that fraud or whatever. Call whatever you want cheating. That's an opinion. Fine. But I think the reality is Joe Biden got votes because the country was shut down and because they were knocking on doors. Y'all need to go be knocking on doors. That's what I want to encourage. And that's what I think truly secured this for Joe Biden. Call it whatever you want. I know there's a lot of stuff with 2000 mules that are questionable. Here's how it works. If Donald Trump is to win in 2024 and if the Republicans are to win in 2022 in the midterms, it will require you with an unrelenting force to rally as many people as possible to go out and vote and to knock on doors and then you win. That's all that matters. And the fact that Carrie, Leak, Carrie, Carrie, Leak, Carrie Lake won and her positions on all this shows after you do win and you can in the midterms, we will see some serious changes. But this is the narrative that we get from Donald Trump on Truth Social. He tweeted, the DOJ and FBI are practicing election interference at the highest and most dishonest levels our country has ever seen before, both in the midterms and the 2024 presidential election. They allowed spying on my campaign and did nothing. Pause there. Worse still, someone actually got convicted for manipulating evidence to justify the spying on the Trump campaign. Told Facebook and the media that the laptop from hell was Russian disinformation. It wasn't. Trump is correct on this point. And now they don't want anyone to read the words and meaning of the very important Presidential Records Act under which I did nothing wrong, but they did raid. That was 20 hours ago. Three hours ago, he said. So now it comes out conclusively that the FBI buried the Hunter Biden laptop story before the election, knowing that if they didn't, Trump would have easily won the 2020 presidential election. Full stop. New narrative. And this I understand. Many polls have come out saying that if the American people knew about the Hunter Biden laptop story and what was on it, they would not have voted for Joe Biden. That is very different from Chinese ballots and Venezuelan servers and mules and all of that stuff. This is serious. Trump says this is massive fraud and election interference at a level never seen before in our country. I don't know if that constitutes fraud, to be completely honest. I do think it is the weaponization of the DOJ to stop Donald Trump. It's funny. Trump appointed Chris Ray. It was Trump's DOJ. 
Granted, it's really the bureaucratic state's DOJ. So, you know, we get it. He says, remedy, declare the rightful winner. Or, and this would be the minimal solution, declare the 2020 election irreparably compromised and have a new election immediately. Okay, I'm going to stop right there and say, I think the FBI is interfering in the election now. I think they interfered in 2020 uh, by their own standards. And I'll tell you why. You know, I don't like coming out here and being like, oh, I think the FBI is in, 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 you know, manipulating. The issue is in 2016, the FBI investigated Hillary Clinton and her emails. They found that she had classified emails. Some believe that had they not done that, she would have won. Donald Trump won with 88,000 votes spread across three states, which gave him a major lead in the Electoral College. In 2020, FBI whistleblowers, according to the New York Post, said that they were barred from investigating the Hunter Biden laptop story because the FBI did not want to interfere with in the election. That is to say, now that we know they did go to uh, to Facebook and say, watch out for Russian disinfo. And then we heard from the intelligence agencies that it must be Russian disinfo by their own standard. They interfered in the election. And to be fair, you can argue they interfered in 2016 as well. But that's stupid. The FBI should not stop doing their job simply because they're worried about someone winning or losing an election. And the fact that the FBI did not investigate the Hunter Biden laptop story says a whole lot because now they're investigating the Ashley Biden diary. She is not she, she, she is not a federal employee, part of a federal agency. It is the private property of a private citizen that went missing. It seems more like the DOJ was weaponized to defend the establishment. I hate the fraud narrative. I really do. I hate it because on the surface, it suggests that you can only lose if someone else is cheating. And it's like, dude, Donald Trump did well enough to win in 2016, proving you can win. But he did not do as well as he could have. And in 2020, he saw a tremendous uptick in the amount of votes. I think he gained like 12 million. And, and, and I, I don't like this from the Trump supporters who say that proves, you know, Joe Biden couldn't have gotten these votes. And I'm like, my friends, you know, the media lies, right? We know it. You know that no matter what you do, they'll come out and claim it was bad. You know, the, F the FBI is, is, go is targeting the Trump administration. They're doing it right now. Why don't you believe that they could go door to door, tell people to vote and put universal mail-in voting in everyone's front door and make it that easy? Let me just simplify it for you. You need to steel man your opponent. Assume they're stronger than you realize. Otherwise, you lose. But more importantly, doesn't it think, you know, don't you just understand the possibility, nay, probability that when they enact universal mail-in voting across the board through the legal process, send a ballot to your house, someone could knock on the door and say, hey, fill that out. And they go, OK, they fill it out. It's that simple. Getting someone to leave their home to go vote is very, very hard. Getting someone to fill out a piece of paper and put it in their own mailbox so that the so that uh, the mailman can come and pick it up and bring it to the to the uh, post office. It's ridiculously easy. Now, I think the mail in votes have to be dropped. Most of them have to be dropped off at ballot boxes. Well, we saw what happened in Wisconsin. They had the ballot drop off locations. They made it very, very easy. Some states ballot harvesting is legal as well. That's what needs to be understood. Now, the 2000 mules thing, I think, is the most interesting. If you want to pursue these angles, fine. You need to win first. You need to make sure you steel man your opponent. You need to recognize that in the primaries, Trump's record is like 99. 
percent. He's he's nailing it. People are going out and voting. This is the time to reject this narrative that you are cheated and you can't win or anything like that. And to recognize you just need to rally people. It is organizational power. I'll give you I'll give you an example referencing the music we've put out. Sorry, it's just really on my mind, but it's simple. And I'll give a shout out to Tom McDonald and give you this example. To make the top charts on the Billboard Hot 100, which is the like the biggest music in the country. You need only buy, you know, I, I don't even know how many, but it's not that many for 99 cents, for 69 cents or $1.29, whatever the number is, you buy that digitally. And that counts, I think one stream or one purchase is 100 to 150 audio streams. The music industry is what it is because of algorithms. If every single person who supported Trump went out and bought Tom McDonald's song Fake Woke right now. In fact, if every person who listens to this video right now opens up iTunes and buys Fake Woke by Tom McDonald for 99 cents, he will be the top number one Billboard Hot 100. And why that matters? If everyone did that once a week, not just Tom McDonald, but other, other, other bands, All That Remains, for instance, Phil Labonte is very outspoken, libertarian ideals and things like that. The Hot 100 would all of a sudden start turning into alt-rock, heavier concepts, challenging the establishment. The major labels would all of a sudden stop and say, whoa, this is what's making money. These people are more willing to spend money than these people. Streams on Spotify are worthless. You see, that's the power of organization. We need more of it. Trump supporters GOP Republicans just need to stand up if only for 10 seconds. You know, and I got to be I got to be honest, guys, buying Tom McDonald's fake woke. It's not his newest song or anything like that. It's just his top song. I think if everyone bought old songs can top billboard. That's that's the power of one dollar. It's amazing to me that across the the, the, the space, the, the anti-establishment space, you've got the Daily Wire with, you know, hundreds of millions of views. You've got Crowder. You've got TimCast.com. And it really is a bit disheartening to see that among, across all of this, we haven't been able to rally that kind of organizational power of even out of the millions of people who watch, 50 to 100,000, to decide that the top 100 should be bands like Tom McDonald or people who are, you know, FJB and all that stuff. They've been at the top. They've gotten big. But you'd think that this level of political activism, the fact that people are listening and paying attention, you'd think it would dominate. The way I see it is, I don't mind modern music. I think a lot of it's fine. It's fun. It's, it's poppy. But we could really send a message by organizing. And uh, the reason I shout out Tom McDonald is, of course, we're doing music. Of course, we're trying to challenge the culture. But there are bigger names than I that have a better chance of doing it. However we do that, however we organize, however we uh, are able to get everyone to just say, okay, we are all going to agree to do this one thing to make a statement. However we can do that, that's big. Donald Trump winning. A lot of people voted for Donald Trump in 2016 because they liked him. In 2020, because they were red-pilled and they woke up and said, but look, Joe Biden still ended up getting 80 plus million votes and it's because the left is organized. You don't, I'm sorry, man, it's just the reality. The right doesn't go out and protest. They don't do it. Many, many, many people who are conservative are older. 
Many libertarians also just don't go out and protest, but the left does. Just take a look at Antifa going out, smashing up windows and doing everything they do. They organize. They post online. They organize these campaigns. They do harassment campaigns. It works. This is what we need to win the culture war. Imagine if young people who wanted to be famous musicians saw the top music, people who wanted to be in movies, saw the top actors, and they were all saying things, not crazy, not MAGA, just outright like, eh, Joe Biden sucks. Like, dude, you actually like that? Come on. There would be a big change, young people being inspired. But this is why we see Drag Kids Story Hour. And I hope you all get it. The left is organized. You know what? Let me outright show you. I think I don't I don't know if I actually have this uh, this, this pulled up from uh, I, I don't have it pulled up. I thought I did. But there is a story about Antifa and they're guarding with weapons, with weapons, a drag show for kids. How did they organize that? How did they get the show, get families to come and then organize armed guards outside of it? Why can't the right muster that? I think it's simple. People on the right are spread out in rural areas far away from each other, and it's hard to concentrate in cities. Concentration in cities allows the left to run wild with their ideas and their culture. But because they're isolated from the rural folk, more conservative leaning individuals, those ideas don't spread as fast in rural areas. Though the Internet does make things a bit different. It does allow ideas to spread. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Because of this, you are getting the cult. And it's crazy. I got one guy who's screaming at me. He's just, he can't believe it. How is it possible that Tim Pool got so much traffic? They're all bots. They're all fake. It can't be real. No, the reality is we do have the ability to organize to some degree. We need to amplify that. We need to stand up and we need to change the culture. Imagine if you had Tom McDonald at number one. Then, then they're forced to interview him. What's going on? And he can talk about all of this stuff. And then kids who want to be the best see him and say, I want to be like him. That really puts them on a, bad, on, on a bad footing. That's how we win. Politics is downstream from culture. Just simply put, guys, coming from the election narrative, people got to organize. How do we get those people to go and knock on doors? From the New York Post, FBI put the Hunter Biden laptop story right in Facebook's lap. They say, well, Facebook won't, won't say exactly what the FBI told them. It has told the Post that Hunter Biden was not mentioned but refuses to rule out whether Joe Biden or Ukraine were raised in the FBI's defensive briefing to Facebook weeks before the publication of our story, it's near post, implicating the then dramatic presidential candidate in his son's lucrative Ukrainian influence peddling schemes. Basically, the background here is the FBI basically came to us. Some folks on our team was like, hey, just so you know, you should be on high alert. We thought there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump that's similar to that. Just uh, so just to be vigilant. When Rogan asked the FBI uh, asked if the FBI told Facebook to be on guard specifically for our story about Hunter Biden's laptop, Zuckerberg claimed rather unconvincingly that he did not remember specifically, but it basically fit the pattern. Simply put, the FBI is interfering in the election. That's it. That's their own standard, not my opinion. That's their standard. We know these things are happening. What are we going to do about it? 
my whole thing is that politics can only go so far. And I'll explain. I often talk about my skateboard friends who voted for Joe Biden. How the did they vote for Joe Biden? It's because they own the arts. It's because they own the TVs. It's because they own the movies. The Daily Wire gets it. They understand. And, and, and those dudes, they're doing the Lord's work, making regular movies that are apolitical. They see the same thing I see. It's, it's listen, most of the people who are engaging with this level of content, who know what's going on, they know what's going on because they're interested in what's going on. They're interested in political stories. So they know. Regular people aren't. There's that video. The video I mentioned of a friend of mine who knows nothing about politics, who doesn't even know what the word Supreme Court justice, the words Supreme Court justice mean. Does that mean like a law or something? And I mean that figuratively, like this is a person who's so far out of politics, they couldn't tell you one Supreme Court justice. And they filmed themselves walking up with their mail-in ballot being like, I'm doing my part, are you? And then putting it in the mailbox. And then I was talking to my friend, I'm like, bro, why are you doing this? And he's like, because Trump's a fascist. And I'm like, what about him as a fascist? Like, he just is. Don't, are you serious? It's because they see their celebrity friends. Not their friends, but they see the celebrities they like. They see musicians. They see movies. The entirety of the culture is dominated by saying orange man bad. We have to win on the cultural front. Andrew Breitbart said it. I think it was Breitbart who said this, that politics is downstream from culture. Now, hey, props if you get a law passed, props if you get a uh, uh, precedent set or something, but it won't matter if the culture is unwilling to enforce it. Right now in New York, there's crazy videos of crime because the culture is unwilling to enforce it. So how do you win? You make it so that people don't want to, to enforce or embrace certain ideas. That's it. It's about values. It's about culture. This is what we're watching happen. In the meantime, this is what we get. White House doubles down on Biden's semi-fascism claim about MAGA Republicans. Joe Biden said the Republicans are embracing semi-fascism. You know where this is going. An official declaration at the highest levels that the Republicans are overt fascists who must be stopped after they primed the culture for years about the dangers of fascism, about the lies. When the, the very fine people hoax that Donald Trump claimed white, white nationalists were fine people when he didn't. But we know that because we pay attention. But what, what regular people don't know, they don't pay attention. They don't read the transcripts and they don't want to. They have the affliction, derangement syndrome. And it's not Trump derangement syndrome. These people are zealously pro-establishment. I had one person say to me that they hate me because I've shattered consensus reality. And I'm like, oh, OK, I think this is a compliment. Wow. The, the, the Borg, they're, in, they're upset that I've shattered consensus reality. Well, I care about what's true. That's all. Not about who should have power simply because they control consensus reality. But this means culture will be everything. This means what the Daily Wire is doing is more important than ever. It means what Tom McDonald is doing is more important than ever. Now, I know you guys embrace it. I know you guys sign up at TimCast.com at The Daily Wire. I know you guys listen to Tom McDonald's music. I don't have all the answers. I do know that after looking at the metrics and learning about how these charting systems work and how the establishment works, we can take these spaces. And when we do, that's how we win. How do you convince a 16-year-old that in two years they should be voting for freedom, for liberty, individual rights, against wokeness, against critical race theory? You can't just come out and say, ha ha, CRT is dumb. It doesn't work. 
They see Chris Evans. He's Captain America. Man, he's a superhero. Don't you want to be a movie star? You remember what it was like to be a little kid? You want to be the superhero jumping, doing a backflip? Yeah, well, at least if you're a boy, I guess. The girls, I suppose, now they're telling him to do all that stuff, too. So, you know, whatever. Okay. Well, Chris Evans comes out, and he's, he's Captain America, and he says, Orange Man, bad. Yeah. The problem is that among people on the right, they're too scared to come out and speak, and that's how they win. They suppress your ability to speak. They don't let you advocate for who you think should be voted for. They won't let you say it. They fire you from your jobs. They black you, blacklist you from, ho- from Hollywood. What do we got? The Daily Wire making movies. Now we've got, uh, this week we're going to have a movie star on. I don't want to say too much because I don't like uh, announcing guests in advance, but people who are making legitimate Hollywood-grade movies. We've had a couple. We had Nick Searcy on twice. Big movie star. Not like, like a Hollywood celebrity A-lister, but he's in a ton of big productions. They come on and they will say exactly what they believe. And it's only possible because we are carving out that cultural space. When we are telling these people, again, mostly the Daily Wire, they know what they're doing. And, and I encourage them to keep pushing. You need Hollywood celebrities to come out, outright say 100 percent, I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. And now when they're like, we'll fire you for saying that, you say, OK, well, I don't care. The Daily Wire has got money up the wazoo and I'll keep making movies. We'll cancel you if you don't support Antifa. Oh, OK. Well, you know, I'll go I'll go make a movie with the Daily Wire. They're buying like crazy and they got cash. They are flush with cash and they will lose their minds. That is the path to victory. I don't know if we pull it off this time. 2022, I think it look, it's looking good. I don't know if we pull it off 2024. I just know this. I believe in the values of classical liberalism, which is going back to the early days of, of, of the United States of America. I don't, I don't mean classical liberalism like Democrats in the 90s. I mean the true, the true, the true ideas of individual liberty, personal responsibility. Now, I think there, are, there is responsibility to the community. I think we have responsibility to each other. So I lean more in the traditional Democrat, social liberal sense of, of, of you know, believing in free speech, opposing the establishment. I believe that class issues are a big component of the problems we face in this country. And I don't like the elites. I don't like the establishment I don't like people born into uh, the snooty people who are elitist because they were born into it. Not every person with money is, is an elitist. You can be a populist. I don't like any of that. I believe in meritocracy. I want those values to persist, and I don't want psychotic ideologues to win. That's what I want to see. So why do I do the things I do at TimCast.com? Because everybody has to do everything in their power to do something. It just so happens that I've been successful at launching these platforms and creating new shows to build more. Successful enough, but I wish we had bigger influence. We may only be, p- be putting a dent in this machine. But if we keep, if people sign up for TimCast.com, if people sign up for The Daily Wire, if people buy Tom McDonald's music, I, I know I'm not named, you know, Stephen Crowder, and, and many libertarians supporting people like Michael Malice and Dave Smith, we can keep expanding and carving out this space. Because you know what the reality is? We're more fun. We're more fun. We, we, we are, we're happier. We are, we are happier and we have a good time. We laugh at jokes. We can see something like Sam Hyde and say it's, it's funny. We can point that out. We have our limits to varying degrees, but we recognize comedy, edgy humor, and we are not going to destroy your life because you stepped out of line. Too often the left just eats their own. That's an opportunity for us. How do we win these elections? How do we end critical race theory? How do we stop the weird gender ideology stuff? Building culture and inspiring young people to tell them what is cool, what is, what is confident, and what will get you social praise. 
It all comes down to this. Young people want to be accepted among their peers. So they will say what they need to say, not all of them, in order to fit in. But eventually you get rebels and they reject the system and say, that's so lame. You're lame. You follow that stuff. That's Amazon and Walmart slogan. We need to create a space where you got to be the cool guy in the room with the leather jacket in the corner and, you know, the toothpick and the sunglasses and being like, I don't conform to you, dude. Granted, that's how they used to do. And then that became conformist. You got to do your thing. You got to reject the haters. You got to stand up. You got to change the game. You got to speak to people. Donald Trump may be harping on 2020 too much, in my opinion. I think he's got to come out. And the real message here is to say, look what they're doing. Please spread the word, inform your neighbors and get out and vote. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash Timcast IRL. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Sam Hyde won a boxing match, and then he was asked, is there anyone he wants to call out? He said yes. He said he wanted to call out Hassan Piker, famed leftist Twitch streamer, and then directly threatened his life, saying he was going to go to his house. The presenter then said, in the ring, and he goes, no, at his home. All right. Everybody who watches the clip from uh, from this fight laughed at him saying that because of his delivery. And uh, it's a little over the top, guys. You know, man, it's it's tough for me because I'll tell you this. I found it quite funny. It, it, Sam Hyde's a funny guy. It, he's got tons of funny videos. He's funny. The media really, really hates him. He, he makes edgy humor. Legit funny. But I'm, I'm really worried about the state that we're in with uh, with jokes like this. Because obviously, look, it's, it's clearly a comedian making a joke that tries to push it over the line. And this goes really far. Sam Hyde's been talking to, uh, uh, about fighting Hassan for a while now, saying things like this. But this was like the over the line moment. Funny jokes. I really don't think Sam Hyde wants to do this. or going to do it. But he gave an interview talking about why he did. And so it's like, look, man. Do you think that Hassan is going to just take this sitting down and assume it's a joke? All I can say is, whatever your opinion on this this degree of attempts at humor, we're in an era now where Marjorie Taylor Greene has been swatted three times. We have been swatted nine times and had the bomb squad sent out here. So I'm worried about this stuff. And uh, I don't don't know if there's a mending of the culture. I, I don't know if there's a way to bring things together. There are parallel cultures. Now, I've been talking about it quite a bit, um, and we need to strengthen and defend and support the economy that, that we believe in and the culture that we believe in. But I don't think this, this, I don't think it helps. I think it freaks people out. Now the narrative is this. Hassan punch a Nazi piker is given the chance to actually fight and punch a Nazi, and he's saying no. That's, that's the narrative. Sam Hyde's not really a Nazi. That's the joke everyone's, everyone's claiming right now because... The media smeared him and called him all these things. So Hassan has an opportunity to go box. He won't do it. Hassan's actually, I'm, my understanding is he's, he's a big dude, isn't he? I don't know. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's not. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, know, know a whole lot about the guy. But uh, here's the story that we have. Uh, actually, l- l- we'll jump to this one. This is from The Mirror. Comedian Sam Hyde will quit YouTube boxing if Hassan Piker turns down callout. Hyde has been making waves. Throughout KSI's boxing return fight week with his outlandish Candyman persona, but insists that he is very serious about wanting to fight political commentator Piker. I re- so for those that haven't heard what he said, 
or seen the quotes. I will leave it to you to give you to, to give your thoughts. But I'm going to tell you this. We need to deescalate, man. We don't want conflict. We don't want violence. And I, I definitely think that this just crosses a line. It is what it is, though, you know, because I know a lot of people are going to be like, it's funny. So what? Hassan's got nothing to worry about. But I got to tell you, man, I can only I can only tell you this from the perspective of someone who's actually had people try to to kill us. When I was I was we were hanging out in Nashville doing a show with the Daily Wire crew, doing several shows there with their crew and stuff. And then John Rich, one of the biggest names in country music, says, let's do a show at you know my club. And I'm like, let's do it. And then we got a legitimate threat. It, it really creepy death threat. It was considered credible on my life. And so I had to leave. We could not do the event. People could not show up. So, you, so a lot of people might look at this and be like, it's funny, Sam, hi, this is kind of his humor. But think about what this means for Hassan's abilities to do certain jobs. And I got I to gotta tell you, you can say that, oh, Hassan doesn't need to take it seriously. It's Sam Hyde. Yeah, but the venues won't let him do it. So fine. If you don't like Hassan and you don't want him to have the ability to do events, you're probably happy with this. I'm not OK with that. I like free speech. You need to understand, I did not want to cancel that show. They made me do it. There were the, the police concerns like, dude, there's kids outside. If, if this is real, you come here, you get other people hurt. I'm like, I got it. I got it, dude. Like, I get it. Let's say Hassan wants to do an event. Now, now, now his insurance for his home. Like these, these, these things, man, have an impact beyond just someone saying something on the TV. Before we get started, today's segment is brought to you by me, Timcast Records. We launched this uh, record label with a song, Only Ever Wanted, and we really do need your help. In the description below is a link to Apple. You can buy the song, and by doing so, you are helping propel us uh, to the top of the charts, forcing the establishment to recognize the parallel culture and what we bring to the table, and helping us create a space where people who get canceled, if, if someone loses their job because they speak out and speak up, I want them to realize there is an industry opportunity that you will not lose everything because that's how it feels to a lot of people. We're currently number two on iTunes. We're struggling to get past Elton John and Britney Spears. Can't say I'm surprised, but please consider clicking the link in the description below, buying the song and sharing it with your friends and doing whatever you can to help support our work. And uh, crazy. I mean, the, 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 we were number 23 trending on YouTube and uh, the media's blacklisted us. They won't write, about, write the story. I mean, we got the former drummer from The Offspring. We've got a number 23 trending YouTube hit song, number two on iTunes. They're not writing about it. Hopefully, if we can sell enough, we will hit Billboard Hot 100. And if we do, I'd like to see them justify why they blacklist our push into the cultural space. From the mirror, Sam Hyde has stolen the show during this week's KSI versus Swarm's buildup. But it'll be done with boxing if political streamer Hassan Piker won't fight him. Now, there's another element of the story. Hassan on his show is perma-banning long-standing subs from, his, from Twitch if they reference that he's been called out and he won't do it. I'm just going to say this out, right? People want to box me too. It's like, dude, I'm, I'm not a boxer. You know, like, I, don't, I, I think I'd be able to hold my own to a certain degree in some conflicts. Like, I've been in conflict and crisis and I've had people try to attack me and stuff. But I really am, I'm no fighter. And a shout out to Hassan. The first time people mentioned Sam Hyde wanted to box him, Hassan outright said, this dude will, will win. Like, this dude's going to beat me up. Like, I'm not going to fight this guy. What? So I, I just got to say, like, people are saying Hassan is trying to dodge Sam Hyde. And it's like, I mean, you can probably say that. 
But let's be real, dude. Hassan outright said he'd lose. He's not he's not hiding behind any anything. He has no illusions of that. He's a great fighter. You know, I, I just don't like the tribalism, man. I really don't. They say Hyde has regaled fans with his wacky Candyman persona throughout this week, leaving KSI in hysterics during the pre-fight press conference as he burst into poetry. He faces Australian TikTok star Jordan Thompson, Tom, uh, Jordan Thompson tonight, and is hoping to land a massive knockout to cement a return to the general public's consciousness that is six years in the making. He won, by the way, he won. His ultimate goal is to finally elicit a response from Piker, a left-wing content creator whose abrasive style of arguing his points has irked many, including Hyde. He believes that the streamer, who has never publicly acknowledged his many callouts, doesn't want to offer the controversial comedian his platform of his millions of followers. But with KSI and Dazen backing his debut, the shoe may be on the other foot, with Hyde set to fight in front of a massive pay-per-view audience and around 20,000 fans at the O2 Arena. However, if Piker isn't interested... Then he's ultimately to then he's unlikely to continue training intensively and plans to price himself out of future fights. You know, I can't read his quote. I'm not going to. But I'll paraphrase. Hyde said in an out of character chat with Mirror Fighting that he wants to basically end Hassan Piker's life on the eve of his debut. He says, I think that I can legally do it. And this is the road to doing that. If he doesn't take notice, he's the biggest P in the world. I mean, bro, you can say it's a joke, man. But when a dude comes out, out of character interview, in the mirror, saying that he wants to end someone's life, this is not just him doing a joke at the end of of the night, being like, I'm going to go to his house, which is what he did. This is going to have serious negative impacts on Hassan Piker's uh, ability to do business. And to all the people that are mocking him, saying like, oh, don't you want to punch a Nazi? It's like, dude, I don't know, man. This is dark stuff. It really is. Saying this pre, pre-interview, some people are saying they think that Sam Hyde might actually get criminally charged for this. I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, but that, that boxing match, he said, I'm going to go to your house with that intent that may be making ter- terroristic threats. They say there's no way this whole thing was I don't want a platform. Well, guess what? KSI's platforming me, you dumb bee. So now you have to say something. But he's not going to say anything because he'll see what I do in there. And he'll know that it's not for him. Sam Hyde's 6'5", I think. He's a big dude. I think he's going to fight, though. I heard he's going, uh, he's doing Crater Clash 2, iDubbbz charity boxing event, possibly. That'd be some funny-ish. He looks like-ish. Despite being linked in the past to the alt-right, Hyde tries to veer away from expressly wading into political waters. And he claims that it isn't so much Piker's outspoken leftist politics that have caused his hatred for the streamer, as much as his general, uh, his attitude and general demeanor. Quote, I just hate him, he continued. His politics are a dime a dozen. I don't give an F about his politics. I hate him. He says he wants to kill him. It's literally because he wears a pucka shell necklace. It's just when you lock eyes with somebody and you know genetically that you're programmed to be their enemy. This is is nuts. Do you ever see people with deep set alligator eyes and you know they're a criminal? I know you're a criminal because your eyes are deep in your head and I know you're going to commit a crime. There's just some people where you go, I'm your genetic enemy somehow, and we are destined to do battle. That's what I see when I see Hassan Piker. This is the hardest work. I'm not doing pro boxer camp. He says, I'm not doing pro boxer camp where you work out twice a day and do running. Your calisthenics and your other ish, when you're in there six hours a day, I'm not doing that. Even what I'm doing at age 37 is wicked hard. I'm all set. Fighting is not for me. Hell no. If they offered me enough money, I would do it. But the amount that I would need would be so much that it just wouldn't make sense for them. 
misfit boxing to do. Hyde has always had a cult following online for his often edgy humor, which is wildly offensive to certain viewers. His comedy troupe Million Dollar Extreme had their mainstream break in 2016 when they were commissioned to make a show called World Peace in 2016, but the endeavor was short-lived. Ratings were reportedly solid, and executives were happy with the direction of the show. But despite the sketches occasionally dancing on the line between what is and isn't acceptable, uh, despite the sketches occasionally dancing on the line, but a slew of bad press for Hyde stemming from his association with far-right politics ultimately made them untenable, and he has been essentially blacklisted from the industry since. He and his fellow MDE castmate Nick Rochefort stuck to their guns and continued to make content together online. But Charles Carroll, their third member and close friend before comedy fame, decided not to continue working with them, leaving their personal relationship to fall to the wayside. We were really close, he said, before admitting that the show's cancellation likely had an effect on their friendship. But people move in and out of your life, and that's just life. Now Hyde has a new set of mainstream eyeballs on him thanks to KSI, a YouTube star who is known for gracing covers of magazines and landing in the music charts, as well as attracting millions of viewers a day online. But boxing broadcaster DAZN, he has, uh, I'm sorry, uh, and uh, boxing broadcaster, he has been embraced by the YouTube boxing public, as well as fans who have been introduced to him through standard boxing media. I just want to say, man, I think this event was like sold out. It was, it's really well produced. It's really amazing stuff. And I think they do a fantastic job. I do think they got to be careful about this kind of stuff, man. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be saying this. It's not WWE, man. Those people in, here, here we go. In the, uh, it's the fight game. And as long as you don't have a swastika tattooed in your chest, you go and do your ish and prove it. That's all people care about, Hyde explained. They're definitely not reading clickbait articles about who's a bad person. Why should I care about which person was bad this week? They're not reading that. They're just watching fights. It's a better caliber of entertainment. Fair point. It should not be entertainment when people are coming out saying, like, I don't like this person. But come on, dude. You want to come out and say they want to see this good entertainment. And then you go in the arena and say you want to go to Hassan's house. It's like, bro, it's like a step over the line. It just is. But does he miss the comedic world? Hell no. Hell no. The funny thing is we were locked into a six-year contract at Adult Swim for 80000 a year, roughly. And that's not worth it. Whoa, that's nothing. That's crazy. They expect multiple people to make content on that? I know that it probably would have ultimately been worth it to stay on TV, but those guys at Adult Swim make money from advertising, which is why you see Eric Andre in Verizon commercials, because he has to be. You want to concentrate on making your show. That's what lives forever, the TV show. That's what people will watch if you're good enough. They're not going to remember your live show where you do noises, but you have to do it if you're on Adult Swim because they won't pay you. Yo, that's crazy. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. That's crazy. Keem, Daniel Keem, known as Keemstar, went to bat for me, picked me up, and was willing to put me out there. He explained of how he ended up on a potentially record-breaking pay-per-view event. That was kind of crazy for him, but somehow we made it through. Thanks to Keemstar and Yusuf, Fauci, as well as KSI, obviously. I'm sure KSI knows what the story is, and he's letting me be me on this card. So thanks to those guys for putting me on this card and letting me be here. This is extremely much more hype than anything I, uh, I would have seen in Hollywood. 
So now what's happening is basically you've got uh, Hassan Piker, who's banning people from his chat who are referencing this, this segment. I don't know what to say, man. You, got, you guys know my opinion. Comment below. Let me know what you think about this. Here's, here's, here's what I'm really worried about, all right? Now, actually, you know what? Let me do this. I want to pull up uh, this from the Destiny subreddit. Guys over at Destiny, man, they're, they, they, they ain't holding back. They're calling them out. You've got Hassan here saying, punch Nazis with glowing laser eyes. Then you've got Sam Hyde calling him out. And then you've got Hassan saying, threatening violence over the internet is not funny, guys. Fair point. Fair point. I'm not going to con- condone what Sam Hyde said. I get it. It's in the context of entertainment. Could be a joke, but it's going to have a serious impact considering the interview he gave beforehand. That's, that's just a reality, man. But if Hassan wants to come out and say something like this, guys over at Destiny calling him out again. Hassan defends attacking police. When you see these quote, he said, you know, what? I'm not going to read his quote. OK, he basically said that when people are fighting cops, you know who started it. You know who's responsible and he's blaming the police. Bro, I have been on the ground at these events. For, I, I spent years covering this stuff. Hassan's just outright wrong and doesn't have the experience. By all means, Hassan's entitled to his free speech. I think this is going to have a negative impact on him, and I don't like it. But Hassan doesn't know what he's talking about. I have seen instances where cops have started the fight. Hands down. Fact. But you know what? Most of the time, they don't. That's just a reality. And the left will say, yeah, well, the cops shouldn't have shown up in the first place. Dude, I've watched you throw bricks through windows. I've watched, I've watched people set fires to buildings. I've seen people be beaten in the streets. I've also seen cops falsely arrest people. I've watched, I watched a cop grab a guy and bash his head into a glass window at an apartment complex in New York, shattering it. Not like to pieces, but putting a crack in it. Crazy. No joke. I think that may have been the same night where the cops falsely arrested a guy. Yeah, so there are bad people. To come out here and outright say, you know who started it. You know, dude. Now, everyone's saying Hassan is the punch a Nazi guy. I mean, it sounds like him. I, I did cursory digging and I was trying to find a specific quote where he was calling for it. I didn't see it. So I want to be careful there. But Hassan does seem to be that kind of guy when he posts stuff like this, defending the attacking on police, saying, you, who do you think threw the first punch? As it, like, it's just not true. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Either way, we got problems. But you know what? Hassan likes to do these things where he calls for violence outright and then says, in a video game, in a video game. No joke, he's done that. In a video game. Yeah, okay, dude. And then, he, and then when someone calls him out and threatens him, it's like, hey, man, you know, look, I got a crazy mentally ill Nazi who's threatening me. And it's like, man, bro, this is the game that, that they're all playing. I have no problem coming out and saying, bro, cross the line by saying that. Many of you may find it funny. Many of you may, may hate it. I got no problem saying outright, I don't like it. Cross the line. And they say, we're the bad guys. We're, we're in the wrong, dude. I will call out the violence pointed at Hassan, and I will call out Hassan pointing violence. Because I just think all of it is bad. Look at this story. There's not much to it. Marjorie Taylor Greene swatted for a third time in less than a week. That's the story. They keep calling in these threats. Fortunately, Marjorie Taylor Greene being high profile... The police show up prepared, but obviously not freaking out and smashing things and destroying things like they do to regular people because cops don't know. The cops know what's going on with this. But this is the kind of stuff that, that freaks me out. Look, Sam, you might, it, may, it may seem funny and a lot of people may not believe it, but Sam Hyde saying that stuff could contribute to very serious escalation in the political violence, just hands down. People who are fans of Hassan, 
are not going to come out and be like, oh, it was a joke. They're going to come out and be like, this proves everything Hassan said is correct. These far right extremists are dangerous. They're Nazis. They're dangerous. And this proves it. And they're going to expect Sam Hyde to be criminally charged for making terroristic threats. And he might be. Some people are actually commenting that saying like, dude, if you give an interview and you say that you want to end someone's life and then you go up and say, I'm going to come to your house and do it. I mean, bro, that's that's terroristic threats. Are you going to try and claim it was all a bit or something? You know, I think the way the media went after Sam Hyde is, is wrong. The way they, they got his show canceled, it's, it's insane. They're trying to control the culture. I mean, I got to be honest. It is kind of interesting that this week of all weeks, we have stories like this. Because, again, I, I, a shameless plug, guys. You know, we're really trying to sell this song because we're trying to force our way into the cultural establishment. We're trying to have control in the space. The Daily Wire hired a guy from Disney. They own it. That guy reports to them now. He, but he, he's on board, man. That's awesome. We're number two on iTunes, only ever wanted. Link in the description below. Please, please support us. Buy the song at 69 cents. And they're not, they're not covering it. It's for the same reason. Sam Hyde should have his own show. Sam Hyde should be able to do the comedy that he wants to do because it was, it was, it was pushing the line when he was on Adult Swim and the ratings were good and they canceled him. Why? Politics. Sam Hyde should have the ability to go and, and, and do his work without having to have fear that they're going to destroy his career. I'll tell you this, I would not host someone saying, you know, that they're going to go to someone's house and kill him or something like that. But I, I would absolutely love to host edgy comedy. And we're writing it for Cast Castle. We've got some pretty funny stuff in the works that's deeply offensive. And we don't care because it's behind. It's, it's, it's on our site. It's our streaming platform. We can do that. And you know what? They don't want to give us attention. And we're not that big. But we are gonna, we're going to push back. We are going to force our way into the cultural establishment. We are going to take that space and say to everybody, to the comedians who get fired, not look, I'm not saying that I, I, I would support Sam Hyde in coming out and saying these things. I'm not I'm not a fan of that. But Sam Hyde's comedy in Adult Swim, it, it, it was Adult Swim comedy. It was fine. They didn't cancel him because he crossed the line. They canceled him because they were scared. They were scared of the cult. We got to stop that. Pete Parada got fired because he listened to his doctor. We have to stop that. It's insane. I can only do so much. You know, and, and we're trying as hard as we can. We're building cultural content. True crime with Tales from the Inverted World. Pop culture on pop culture crisis, which is it's growing rapidly. Amazing. Pop culture talk, pop culture podcast. We are, we are trying our hardest to make the best stuff we can. We have a big audience. If every single person who listened to this one episode spent 69 cents by going to iTunes and buying Only Ever Wanted, we would be Billboard Hot 100 number one. I don't care about being number one. I don't care about being a rock star and going on stage and doing shows and throwing beers and smashing guitars. We want, I, I would love it if there was someone else working on this stuff and we've got other songs that we're going to be releasing that don't, that don't include me. But the reality is, I know, we release our first song. It's a small company. It is me. And we know that will that we'll hit because of the press attention. We want to make songs with other people, and we want to put money behind that, and we want to show people like Pete Parada, we want to show people like Sam Hyde, that we are going to build a space where they're able to do their work. Man, it's really crazy. If y'all went out, every single one of you right now who listen to this, and bought Tom McDonald's latest song, 
He would be Billboard Hot 100 number one. Why can't we do that? 69 cents. If every single person who listens to this goes to Tom McDonald's page on iTunes and buys the first song, every person, he would be Billboard Hot 100 number one. There are songs in the Hot 100 that are older songs that are like almost a year old now. In fact, I think that song Sunroof, I don't know if you've heard it. It's by this young dude, Nicky Yore. It's, It's a fun bop. That's probably taken off on TikTok. And it came out in December of last year. I just don't, I just, man, we're number two on iTunes. But if every single person spent 69 cents on that song on iTunes, we would be Billboard Hot 100 number one. Done. No questions. Number one. What would they say then? But don't do it for me. Seriously. John Rich released Progress, where he, he says you can take this wokeness and stick it where the sun don't shine. He reached Billboard Hot 100 number 65, number one on iTunes for 12 days. I think he released it for a buck. I'm not sure. But I'm just thinking like, I don't, I don't, I don't need you to buy the song because we need the money. If the song makes money, we, we grow. We make more music. We, we bring on more artists. We expand this offering. And we're going to make music outside of this bop stuff. But, but seriously, I'm not trying to just make this about me again. I'm trying to make it about everything. And that's why I'll say Tom McDonald outright. You know, he's got tons of songs about wokeness. If y'all went to his page right now, every single one of you, there's going to be on average 200,000 people who will watch this segment. Assuming a good, a good amount of these people hate me, I guess. It's only, I only ever really get, get like 2% thumbs down. But if y'all just spent a dollar on one of his songs, put on his album, whatever album he has out, that might, that's like 10 bucks though. So I'm just saying, pick the, the, his top song, whatever is displayed there, you buy it. Seriously, guys, it, only, it would only take like 40,000 people to buy one of his songs to put him at the Hot 100 number one, Woke World or something like that. Make him the biggest rapper. We got so much music. Why, why isn't Tom McDonald number one across the board? All you got to do is buy his song. That, it's just not, it's crazy, man. I want to stress, it's not as hard as people think. It's not as out of reach as y'all think. And the reason why I'm shouting out Tom is because dude is legit one of the best. I'm a big fan. His songs are brilliant and he regularly smashes records. But why isn't he number one? He gets 27 million hits on one song. If, if 1%, so if, if 1% of his audience bought that song, he'd, he'd be in the top 100. If 2% of his audience bought that song, he'd, be, he'd, he'd probably be number one. If 10% of his audience bought that song, he would be so far ahead of number one. Y'all don't realize, like, Hot 100 number one is not that many sales in a week. It's not. I think they say it's something like 40,000 or whatever. I don't know, though. I don't know. Far be it from me. I'll tell you this. The iTunes charts, not that hard to hit. Um, I mean, it's not fair. If you have a following. So I'll just stress this again. When I see Sam Hyde getting his show canceled simply because they don't like his politics, we've got a cultural crisis. He's a funny guy. In fact, he's hilarious. But they're trying to destroy him because they don't like who he associates with. We can change all that. And all it means is 69 cents. This is what I'm trying to do. We're going to release a couple, a couple more songs coming out because we have an album to put out, which is my music. But we are looking for other bands to promote. 
We don't want it to be all political. We just want to be able to hire people who can get away from the cult and build the space and shift the economy. I appreciate it, man. But um, I, I do I do apologize as well for for pushing it so hard in every single segment. I know a lot of you maybe be tired may be tired of it, but I'm sorry, man. When I'm when I'm reading about Sam Hyde getting his show canceled for political reasons, I'm like, this is what inspires me to make these changes, to do these things. So that's why I'm gonna tell you right now, make it Tom McDonald. He deserves it more than I do. He is he is a he's a, he's an all he's a, he's a rock star. Make him number one. Make him number one every week. Every week, just buy one song of his. And if everyone did, he would be number one Billboard Hot 100 every single week. Come on. Isn't that something y'all want to see? I do. It doesn't need to be me. I don't want it to be me. Tom McDonald's better. Make him number one. Make him number one every week of every year. Dude, that would be legit. That'd just be the funniest thing ever. Make them recognize it. Make the major labels say, you know what? This is what makes money. Make them recognize it. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.